It's good to see you guys this morning. My name is Ed Webbin. I'm one of the lead pastors here. We're so glad to see you guys today. If you're a guest and you came by our guest cart right outside the door there, I want to ask you to please take out that yellow card. That's our Connect card. And we need you to do us a favor. Now, if you didn't get one on the way in, there's a card in front of you and a pen in front of you. So grab that yellow card and a pen. And I want to ask you a big favor. Would you please fill out the front there with your contact information? We want to send you an email this week just saying we were thank we, uh, we're glad you were here. That's all we'll do this week. But we really would like to know you were here. So please do us this big favor. You can start filling that Connect card out right now, okay? As our way of saying thank you for your contact info, we want to give you a gift. And so after the service, you can walk by that cart outside the door and hand them your completed Connect card, and they'll give you a gift as our way of saying thanks for doing us the favor of giving that info to us, all right? So you can be filling that out right now. A couple items on our Ignite news. First off, next Sunday, the 20th, we're going to have Ignite Essentials. Essentials is a class where people come and they learn more about our church, our history, what we believe, our vision, where we're going, and how they can be a part of what's going on here, how they can even join the church officially if they'd like to. No pressure to join. We just want you to come and, and, and just learn more about what we're about. And so we provide a free luncheon after this service and free child care, but we need to know you need the child care, okay? And we need to know you're coming so we have enough food for you too. So please register for essentials you can do that through the app or on the website and the button to look for is join the community hit that button and down there you'll see essentials if you'll please sign up and we'll be ready for you next sunday it's going to be a great time after this service on february 3rd we're going to have a super bowl party like we've been saying big screen big game big fun and so we hope you'll plan that evening to come up here and be with your church family on february 3rd at ignite church we believe in giving and we have a number of ways to do that first this morning, there's boxes near the doors where you can give cash or check. There's envelopes in the chairs if you want to use an envelope for your giving. Also, you can give safely and securely online through our app or on our website. And we just so appreciate you guys and your generosity. Uh, we really want you to know today that your giving makes a difference. Your giving makes a difference in our community and around the world as we love people and serve people and help people and tell them about the love of Jesus. So thanks for your generosity. Thanks for your giving. We really, really appreciate that. Now, if you're a guest, we don't want you to feel any pressure to give at all, okay? So no pressure on guests to give. As a matter of fact, our hope is that today you'll receive your experience with us as our gift to you, okay? All right. That's all the announcements. Chad's up. Well, good morning. My name is Chad Hammonds, and I'm the other lead pastor here at Ignite Church. And I just, we were gone last week, and since Ed, you know, several times over this past year, he, like, showed you pictures of his granddaughter, and um, then last week, a picture of a wrecked car and a really messed up hog. Well, I, I want to, this is where we were last week. You guys show the, the picture, when my son graduated from the Air Force boot camp, and so we got to go up and spend the weekend with him, and we are so, so, so excited about that. It's just an amazing thing. Um, being there, being part of that, and just getting kind of kind of to participate in it all, it just it made me even that much more appreciative of everyone that has served our country, everybody that is serving our country, and those that are going to. So if you fall in one of those categories, with all of our hearts, with all of my heart, thank you so much. It's a huge deal. It's a it's a huge honor, and um, just my hats off to you. Thank you guys 
um, so, 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 so much. And by the way, I don't know if I mentioned or not, but that's, that's my family right there. So uh, we're, really, we're really proud of both of our boys. Now, so from some happy news, we had a great time. We froze to death, but we had a great time. Um, to some different news, let, let me transition here for a second. A few weeks ago, uh, we had some stuff stolen from the church. And uh, we, there's some, we've been working with the police department uh, to get the video uh, of when this happened. We know the time frame. We know it's between here and here, you know, this, this time frame. So we know that. And, and we just had some technical difficulties. Well, their IT department helped us out. And so they got a hold of me last week and said, hey, we've finally, we've been able to capture this video. And so we're going to set up a time to go and watch it. So here's, here's what's happening. Um, we, with all of our hearts, want to be um, merciful and gracious. So if you happen to be in here today and you're the person that took the stuff, and then you, you'll know what I'm talking about, then uh, we want to make an offer to you. And that is, uh, if you get to us before we see your face on this video, then we'll work it out. We'll work it out privately. We'll work it out between us. And, and we'll take care of it that way. That is the way we would rather this go. Hands down, 100% with all of our hearts. Now, if you decide that you don't want to go that way, if, if, again, if you're in here today, and that's you, then um, here's, and, and we see your face on this video before you get to us, all the mercy ends. And then we'll press charges on you. And we're, there was a, the value of stuff was enough that these are felony charges. Uh, and we're talking prison time and things like that. So we'd rather not go that way. And if that happens, everybody knows who you are because it's public. It gets put in the paper. It's just a massive deal that we would rather avoid. So here's your offer. Please take it. If you're in here today and that was you, get with me, either me or Ed. Sometime we could be watching this video as early as tomorrow morning. So um, you guys have some thinking to do or just probably one person has some thinking to do. Uh, we're going to find you. I would rather you find us first. So all that being said, we are continuing today with our series entitled Uphill Habits. Everybody put a smile on your face and watch this. thing I forgot. Uh, we, because of all of that that I just described, we're we've changed, we're changing locks, all, all kind of stuff to make things even more secure. What that means is front doors after this afternoon, they're all chained. Most of them are already chained. And so if you happen to be in here and, and you are a person that has a key, you, you know, you're part of the crew, you do things here and you, you need access to the building, um, you're going to go after this service into the cafe and see Floyd Hammonds. He'll be sitting at one of the tables and we have keys and we have, I hesitate to call it, but it's kind of a contract that says nobody's going to borrow my key, that type of thing. Now, you may get there and we may not have a key for you. And it's possible we overlooked you or it's possible that we have changed some things where it's, you may not get a key, but the only way you're going to find out is if you go. So 
remember to do that because if you are part of the crew and you come up later and you need a key, uh, your key's not going to work. All right, so make sure you take care of your business so that you can continue to do the things that you're doing. All right, with all that, let's let's let, let's trans trans. What am I looking for? Transition. There we go. Let me let's transition <laughs> into uphill habits. Now, all of us in here are a product of what we repeatedly do. Everybody in here, me, you, Ed, everybody, we're a product of what we repeatedly do. We form habits, and then our habits form us. That is the way this works. And most people throughout their lives, including me, have uphill hopes and downhill habits. We, we like, I hope this happens. And I, ooh, I hope for these great things. But our habits are going downhill while our hopes are uphill and they're never going to meet. They're going, the, they're going opposite direction. Um, the reason we have downhill habits is because they're easy. Uh, have you ever tried to climb a hill? Have you ever gotten on a stair stepper? Have you ever, you know, went up a mountain? I mean, going uphill is much more difficult than going downhill. Let, let's just face it. You can roll down a hill, <laughs> all right? But you can't roll up a hill. It, it takes determination, and it takes effort, and it takes focus, and you have to be doing it on purpose. Well, everything worthwhile is uphill. Now, if you, if you were here just last week, you, you heard this. Everything worthwhile in your life is uphill. Um, the good news is God will help you and I go uphill. He'll help us go the direction of things that are worthwhile. Uh, you, let me put it to you this way so everybody grasps this. Your model will always win out over your mission. Your model of life will always take over. It will always win out over your mission in life. For, for example, if my mission is by the end of 2019 to gain 30 pounds of ripped muscle, um, but my model, that's my mission. That's what I want to do by the end of this year. Not really. I don't think that's going to happen. But let's just <laughs> pretend. But, if, but my model is I skip working out. I eat cake three times a day, and that, that's, and I'm just eating cake. Man, I hope I get some abs <laughs> eating that cake. My model of, is going to win out over my mission, and my model's going to beat it every single time. You've experienced this in life. Your model beats out your mission. Now, we have a theme scripture for this entire series Let's read it together. And I want to ask you guys to read this first sentence with me. Here we go. One, two, three. Fix, Fix your, your attention, attention on God. God. This is the key. This is the key to the entire series. Fixing your attention on God. Putting him first. Now here, I'll read the rest. You'll be changed from the inside out. When we begin to say, I need some uphill habits. I don't want to roll down the hill anymore. I need to be going somewhere. I go somewhere that means something. Then... It's going to take a change for most of us. And the change is from the inside out. We, I, I know some of us in here probably made some New Year's resolutions. Well, here we are on January 13th. Good chance half of us or more, those resolutions are already out the window. <laughs> you didn't go to the gym. You did eat this. You did drink that. You did say this. You, uh, you forgot to read that. I mean, it's, 
New Year's resolutions will usually mean very little because it's an outward change. Excuse me. It's an outward change we're trying to make. Real change happens from the inside out. When we fix our attention on God, he begins to change us from the inside, and that's real change. Let me keep reading. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, that's the people that are far from God, people not following God at all. Unlike them, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. I want to be, I want to have a well, well-formed maturity. That's how I want to live my life. So the answer to everything starts with God. The answer to uphill habits starts with God. And then developing well-formed maturity, a different upgraded life. Imagine your life upgraded from where it is now. When you begin to change from the inside, God begins doing that work in you. Things begin to, you, you kind of get upgraded. We all like upgrades. Um, th- there's not a person in here that thinks, man, I wish my life was worse. No, we wish our life was better. And we really believe that uphill habits are a big part of this. A lot of people have those resolutions and all that kind of stuff at the beginning of the year. It's, it's normal. But few people have habits that support those hopes. Let's be part of the few here in 2019. So last week we started this series and we said the first uphill habit we need is to establish what comes first. We talked about putting God first in every area of our lives and a huge difference that will make in our lives. And so if you weren't here last Sunday, I urge you to listen to it online. It's the foundation for the series, and I think there's some stuff you'll, you'll be glad you listened to. Now, these habits we're talking about, these uh, developing new habits, it takes a while. We just want to, you know, be gracious every week and say, we know this stuff's hard, and it takes some time, but it is so worthwhile. Uh, spe- uh, experts say 21 to 30 days of a new daily habit pretty much sets it into who you are. It takes a while, and kind of like physical exercise, it takes a little while to reap the benefit. But after a while, you'll start to feel it. I went, I had some good exercise yesterday, but if that's all I do till next Sunday, chances are my health won't improve much. (laughs) If I keep exercising, though, I'll begin to have a change. I'll begin to be better. Well, that's how habits are, okay? So today's habit, number two, is this. Control my thoughts. To go uphill to God's will for me, to his blessing in my life in 2019 is going to require that I learn to control my thoughts. Think about this with me. Did you know that every good and positive change in our life that ever takes place starts with a change of thinking? We have to change our thinking. Changes in your life start with a change of thinking, and guys, your life will not improve until I change the way I think. Here's a few scriptures on this subject. I love the first one. It's pretty straightforward. (laughs) Ecclesiastes 10.2 says, Wise thinking leads to right living. Stupid thinking leads to wrong living. Don't need to say much about that, do I? That's just pretty straightforward. But we were wanting to highlight for you how much there is in the Bible on the subject of our thoughts. I mean, there's many verses. It'd take us all day to use all the verses with you, okay? Here's another one. We're going to use uh, the writings of the Apostle Paul extensively today. He wrote letters to Christians in Rome and in other cities in the uh, first uh, century of the church. And so God used him to write the Bible that we use today. And so here's the first thing we're going to look at that Paul wrote. 
Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. God made us this way. He made us to be beings that thoughts lead to everything else. And he can impact those thoughts if we invite him to, if we cooperate with him. He can literally change us by changing the way you think. Guys, how you think about God, how you think about life, people, yourself, matters, just matters a lot. How we think matters so, so much. And how you think is going to determine if in this year, 2019, you get to go uphill to more and greater of what God has for your life. So in the remainder of our message, we're going to do two things. We're going to share three principles about our thoughts, looking at some more Bible, and then we're going to give you some suggestions on how to do this habit, how to learn to control your thoughts, okay? First principle, everything begins with a thought. The beginning of action is a thought. The beginning of change is a thought. And again, this is so important to God. He says a lot about it. Look at what he says here. He's appealing to some people who are in a bad place. They're, they're not at a good place at all. And look how God appeals to them to try to help them. Look what he says. This is in the Old Testament through the prophet Isaiah. God said this. Come on now. Let's walk and talk. Let's work this out. I, I think that's kind of the tone in God's heart. Come on. Come on. Let's, let's talk. Let's work this out. God wants to help you and me in our thinking. There's a Bible word that's kind of been messed up today, but it's a great word. The word is meditate. That means to think with God. Okay? And so God wants to help our thinking. So here's the day, the deal. <laughs> your days begin with a thought, so what are your first thoughts in the morning? Your day is going to be set by the tone of your thoughts. So do you have a, a plan in the morning? Last week we talked about a plan that could really be helpful. Is the first thing you do in the morning, reach for your phone and start checking messages and texts and email and Facebook and all that? I mean, it's so easy to do that, isn't it? But if we understand how important our thoughts are, we won't do that. Instead, we will try to get our thoughts in line with God's thoughts. We will try to get our thoughts pointed uphill. If you start your day receiving the life of God by spending time with him, it will impact your thoughts. A great, great deal. So, number one, everything begins with a thought. And this leads into the next point in your notes. What you focus your thoughts on is going to determine something really important. So, what we focus our thoughts on, what we think about, determines how we feel. Uh, this, is, this is a fact. It's been known for centuries that the, the, what you think about has an effect on how you actually feel about the day, how you feel about life, yourself, things like that. Uh, it's even present in the Bible, and uh, this guy Paul, this, he's a very prominent figure, as Ed was saying. He wrote another piece, and this is in the book of Philippians in the Bible, and here's what he says. He's talking to them, and he's giving some instruction and some help with folks about their thoughts. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. What if you made it a habit to do just this? What if you made it a habit to focus on things that are true according to God instead of things that are deceitful and actually fake versions of truth? 
what if you made it a habit to focus on what's true? What if you made it a habit to focus on things that are noble? Uh, Y'all are smart enough to understand what noble means. I don't think we use that word a lot, but if you don't know, it's okay. Bring up the dictionary on your phone and type in noble. It'll tell you. What if we focused on things that were noble instead of things that were trashy? How would that affect the way you feel? What if you thought about things and focused on things that were right and thing, instead of things that were underhanded? How about focusing on things that are pure instead of the excuses as to why it can't be? What if you thought about things that are lovely instead of things that are life-sucking? Let me think of things that are, are, are good and just... It, this isn't the power of positive thinking, but on the other hand, this is me doing what's in the Bible that affects the way I feel. What if, what if I thought of things that were... Focus my thoughts on things that are admirable... And th- instead of things that are shameful and I want to hide from people. I bet you most of us in here, are us included right now, I don't want you to see what's in my head. You know, what if we focused on things that are admirable instead of things that are shameful? What if we focused on things that are excellent and praiseworthy instead of things that are half-hearted and lazy? What if just for one day we held our thoughts to those standards? One day. Start in the morning. Hold all of your thoughts for the day to that stand. You'll be challenged within the first five minutes. Like, oh, no, I don't want to go. I don't need to go there. It's a waste. It's not. Let me stick to the, these standards one day. It'd be a great habit. And it would be uphill. This would be an uphill um, struggle because we're not programmed that way. We're programmed for the downhill stuff. But one day. Make this your standard. Here's what would happen. Paul ends this whole instruction with this. If we did those things, we thought like that, and the God of peace will be with you. The God of peace will be with you. Let me tell you something. I don't know one single person, and I bet you $100 billion nobody in here wishes. I just wish I had more drama in my life. I wish I wished more things were going wrong. I wish I had more stress. I wish I had, you know, uh, less and less and less time and less energy. I wish I had less good things. I just, I wish my life just overall got worse. Not one person in here wants that. What, every person, whether you have been in church your entire life or today is the first day you ever set foot in the church at all, you want peace in your life. Parents that have more than one child. All you want in the house is peace and quiet, <laughs> right? We all want peace. Well, today we're telling you what's in the Bible, what, how God brings, one of the ways God brings peace to us. Now, as, as pastors, Ed and I, we can't change the situations around you. We can't change the drama and the noise and the stress. We can't change those things. But what we can do is lead you to something, or we can lead you to someone who will give you the peace in the middle of all of it. What you think determines how you feel. Now, our final thought on thoughts is this. Number three, our thoughts determine our destiny. I love this principle. Our thoughts determine our destiny. Guys, how you're thinking today is going to determine what you're like a year from now. And if you're thinking right, you'll be up the hill further into God's will in your life. If you're not, then it won't be any better. could be worse. Here's the process. 
of how our thoughts ultimately impact and determine our destiny. You start with a thought, you plant a thought, and you reap an action, okay? Then you plant that action, and you reap a habit. Then you plant that habit, and you reap a lifestyle. It becomes who you are, your lifestyle. And then finally, you plant a lifestyle, and you reap your destiny. Starting with just a thought, we can end up where God wants us to be in our life. We can be further up the hill in 2019 because we're trying to think his thoughts. Today, you and I are where we are today in our life because of the thoughts we had. Our thoughts have brought us here. And tomorrow, you're going to go where your thoughts take you tomorrow. Now, hear this, guys. If you don't like where you're going, if you're not satisfied with your life, you've got to change the way you think. And if you're not willing to change the way you think, chances are things won't change in your life. Now, here's a scripture from Paul again, and he's going to address this subject here of our thoughts. Look what he says. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature, those who live a life far from God and his blessing, letting their sinfulness dominate them, okay, they think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit Think about the things that please the Spirit. So now we're seeing that the Holy Spirit, God in us, wants to be part of our thinking. He wants it to be us together, like we said earlier, us working it out. So we think about the things that please the Spirit. Now back again, he says, if your sinful nature controls your mind, there is death. But if the Holy Spirit controls your mind, your thoughts, there is life and peace. Chad talked about the peace. I want to focus here on the life. The life I think that God wants us to have is that sense of energy and fulfillment and drive and knowing we are on the right path up. I am heading towards and living in my destiny, okay? That's where there's such life. I can't tell you how much life I get just because I found my destiny in serving God and his calling for my life. Well, that's his will for everybody. He has a purpose and a destiny for you. And when we get into that, it's full of life, and it starts with our thoughts. So, life and peace are what God wants for you. It's what Chad and I want for you. The way we think is the key. So, how do we do it? How do we, how do we master this habit of, our, of controlling our thoughts? Well, let me start out with another passage of Scripture that kind of gets us going that direction. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 10. It is true. We live in a body of flesh. Here, here we are. We're sitting here today. But we do not fight like the people of the world. That's those that are far from God. We do not use those things to fight with that the world uses. We use the things God gives to fight with, and they have power. God cares about you. And he's given us things to make it uphill, help us make it uphill. And by the way, God's tools, the things he gives, are way better than anything you could ever come up with on your own. They're better than anything I can come up with on my own. Um, those things that he gives us to fight, they destroy the strong places of the devil. They, they tear that kind of stuff down. God has actually, this is one of the best, I love this scripture. Let me say it that way. I, I absolutely love it. Those things God gives to fight destroy strong places in our lives. I'm stuck. I can't go up any further. Well, God wants to help you get past that. He wants to help you keep going up. We break down every thought. Here we go. Thought. 
talking about controlling our thoughts. We break down every thought and proud thing that puts itself up against the wisdom of God. Folks, I have done this, and I would bet you most of us in here have. Well, I know, especially if you've been church in church a while, most I know that, you know, this is in the Bible, and my grandma taught me this, and I learned this maybe in Sunday school when I was little, but I think this instead. Well, that's, you know, some of that stupid thinking that Ed mentioned a while ago. Because going against something that God has said never works out. God would rather you go the way of blessing than outside of that. Um, I want to break down every thought. Every thought of mine that goes against what God says doesn't mean God needs to change it. It means Chad needs to change it. It means I need to, okay, hold on. Let me figure out how I'm thinking. God, help me with these thoughts. We take hold of every thought and make it obey Christ. You can do that because it's right here. This is something God, we put, God puts in the Bible for me and you. If he said it, we can do it. I want to encourage you to do something. I want you to go home today, not, not like right this second, wait a little bit. But when the service is over, go home and read this passage of Scripture in every version you can possibly find. Like read it over and then find another version and read that one. And I know some of them you're not going to understand. Well, I'm, let me back that up. Some of them I don't even understand because they talk in a way I don't talk anymore but, or never did. But just read them all. And let this sink in, what's being communicated to us here. I want to encourage you to do that. You can use the Bible app, you version online, BibleGateway.com. You can type in the scripture and get you all of them, all the versions they got. It's amazing. Go home and do that. So all that's just the lead in. Here we go. Number one, mastering this habit. Implement a plan to filter my thoughts. I kind of helped you already. For the word of God, that's the things that we have in the Bible, the things that God speaks to your heart. Is active, living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit. God's the only one that can do that. Joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts. Here we go. Mastering the habit of controlling our thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Very simply put, read the Bible. Read the Bible. I don't know if we've ever told you uh, this right here before or not, but you should read your Bible. What? What? That would be read. Read your Bible. Okay. And if you don't like to read, have Siri read it to you. <laughs> I mean, there's plenty of that. Hit, hit the little triangle play button. Boom. There you go. Um, one of the best ways to master the habit of controlling your thoughts is having a filter. And the best filter available is the things that God has already said and the things that he's saying to you. And, and I want to encourage you, it's not a discipline or a duty. I checked it off. Hey, I got it done. Yes. Whew, I can go about the rest of my day. I got that out of the way. Whoa, that's, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about here's a tool that will better my life. I want to engage with it. I want to filter my thoughts through what God has said. Um, showed you a picture of my boy. Uh, well, both of them and one of them, that's, you know, he's in, it's in San Antonio. He's still there for another several weeks. The, the Bible app. And found started, this was recent for us. We, I, I picked up the, the Bible app and found a devotional, and there's all kinds, so we'll have to keep picking them. But I found the first one, and I made a group, me, my wife, and both my boys. And so we're all in this little group, and, and we can do this devotional each day wherever we're at. And we, we all put in notes, 
it says talk it over or you know, what do you feel like God was saying to you through this? And we, we all put in notes. Every once in a while I have to say, hey, guys, you know, uh, you missed yesterday. But you know, it happens, right? It happens. Um, but we are starting our day filtering our thoughts, using the Bible as something to help lead us and guide us. Um, put the Bible in your mind first so that the things you experience through the day, um, they, they go are filtered through God. My second suggestion for you to have God begin to control your thoughts and to grow in this area is to have a person to stretch my thoughts. Have a person to stretch my thoughts. I want to read this scripture from the book of Hebrews in the New Testament that speaks to us interacting with one another, okay? Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. So think of how we can encourage each other to do right. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. That second part of saying, we can't neglect this. You've got to get together with people regularly. Here's the deal, guys. Christianity is a team sport. I need you. I need you to point out when my thinking is stupid, <laughs> like we said earlier. I, I need you to encourage me when I've messed up or when I've got a problem. And, and you need me and you need others in your life. God wants to use us to do just what we read, to encourage each other, okay? Of course, we meet on Sunday mornings, and that's cool. But you need more, I believe, than just Sunday mornings. I believe we need to be with believers intentionally at other times during the week to help them and to let them help us to be just encouraged in our relationship to God. One way we do that at Ignite Church is that we have our groups. We call them Ignite Groups, and there is a group for everybody. You can go to the app, through our app or on the website. Under Join the Community, you'll see all our groups. And I had a thought earlier, didn't bounce this off Pastor Chad, but I thought, you know what, this is so important. If you just want to block us out the rest of this message and you go on that app right now and you sign up for a group, that'd be worth it. It's that important. You need people. They need you. There are people who need you in their life, okay? And so you can sign up for a group, or if you see these different groups and they don't fit your schedule or whatever, you can start a new group. My wife started a group for women last week that's meeting on Tuesday nights, and they were going to get together and share and pray and read the Bible. It's going to be helpful for all those gals who attend that. So if you have an idea about a group you'd like to start, uh, ed at ignitechurch.cc. That's my uh, uh, email address, and I'd love to hear from you. We'll work it out. We'll figure out how you could start a group to help yourself and to help others. It's just that important. Can I... Can I, um, I would like, I recently joined the, the uh, gun range in Larkin. And so I'm, how about a men's shooting group? I'm, I'm all in for that. And so, so you'll pray, Lord, help us kill every target before they. That's right. Okay. okay. And um, I'm not going to email it to you because I just told you. Okay. Sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. He mentioned that in the first service and I'm walking out in the parking lot greeting people between services and. I get to talking to a fella, and in like two sentences, he's, he's like, man, I got lots of guns. I love to shoot guns. And I'm thinking, all right, Chad, this must be the Lord. So, But that's an example of a group. You get together for something fun, but God is still there. They'll take a minute seriously to pray, read the Bible or whatever, and do something fun at the same time. So it's easy to think of church as something you do. You go to church. But that's not near as good as what it really is. Church is family. God created us to love and help and encourage and support 
each other. You know, there is so much toxicity in the world. There's so much death, so much criticism, so much hatred. We need the opposite. And through each other with other people who are special people, who are trying to go up their hill that God has for them as well, we help each other, and it makes a big difference in our lives. The third thing is to find a purpose to focus my thoughts. Find a purpose. Um, I want to pause real quickly, and I'm going to plug something coming up in March. We've, we've been working on something for months, and uh, it's a, this is a, a five-session, we're calling it free. Can you see it? Is it there yet? Oh, okay. I'm not supposed to turn around and look at the screen. I can't help it. Um, so there we go. And so it's called Free. And this is something at the very first session begins, and it's all about the way we think. Uh, we're taking, so it's very targeted, and it's very helpful. It's something that, that has like really, really, really helped my life. And I, when, as we get closer to it, we'll tell you more about it. You'll be able to register for it, things like that. It's coming up. It's all about the very begin. The first one is all about your thoughts. You're going to hear about it more in weeks to come. I'm just planting the seed right now. So, all right, here we go. Find a purpose to focus my thoughts. Ask God to reveal your purpose. God, will you speak into my life and help me find the purpose, my, my purpose? What is it that, that you, where, is it, where are you taking me? What is my destiny? Where, where am I going? The healthiest thoughts you can have are about those, um, are those about why you're here. Why am I here? Where am I going? What's my, what, what, where am I headed? That helps keep you anchored. Ed and I have discovered throughout the years the people that fall apart and really, really struggle are the ones that don't know where they're going. Um, if, if somebody comes in and they're just like, I don't know who I am. I don't know where I'm headed. And my life's falling apart. When things hit them, it just devastates them. But on the other hand, when you have people that have been doing what we're, we're the, these habits are amazing when they're doing these things and they're connected with God right this is this is what God put in my heart and this is where I'm headed in life then when things come and hit you because they will even though they're devastating and even though they're bad they're still going they still have something to grab hold of and focus on and 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 move forward with this is huge so we want to have a purpose to focus our thoughts and I, I want you to understand something uh, you have a purpose. You might be one of those who, like, I don't know where I'm going. Well, God has a purpose for you. He can put these things together for you. He wants to put these things together for you, and you can have that and grab hold of it. Uh, and, and when you get there and as you begin to discover it, you're going to find out that that purpose is bigger than you are. It's bigger than anything you could ever do alone because God made us to work together with each other and certainly with him. I want to read you one more scripture, Romans 12, 2. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, people far from God, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God, give me, give, give me a purpose. God, renew my mind. Where I, right, then I'll be able to test. I'm sorry. Yeah, then I'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. God, what do you want me to do? What is your will for my life? Well, God, help me to think right. As you begin to think the way God wants you to think, the way, he's, the way he's speaking into your heart, then you begin to see what your purpose is. Then you begin to see where you're headed and what he's made you for. Uh, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. If you haven't figured it out by now, God's plan for your life is better than your plan for your life. 
I promise you. His plan for your life is better than yours, definitely better than the joker down the street that's been telling you what to do. Um, his plan is way, way, way better. Find, finding purpose starts with the way we think. This is critical. It's huge. Renewing your mind to find God's will. God, please renew my mind. Seriously, ask God to help you. Seriously, ask him to help you find your purpose and, and help you begin to focus your thoughts on him first. So I want you to imagine this week, okay, just seven days. Imagine if you spend this week intentionally reading the Bible, asking God to filter your thoughts, asking God to show you in the Bible and to speak to you ways in which your thinking needs to adjust so your life can be better. Just one week. What if you, you, you're facing a challenge in your life and you do something a little different for yourself? You call somebody and make an appointment. Say, let's get coffee, man. I need to talk about something. And you, and you get with somebody who will tell you the truth, who will stretch your thoughts, and they'll tell you if it's stupid thinking or not. What, what difference could that make in your week? Or what if you all this week pray over and over, God, I want to get into my destiny. Help me find my purpose. I want to focus on that so that I'm heading uphill into your will. Just one week of that, I think you'll be, get a taste to go, oh, this, this makes a difference. It makes a difference to begin to think correctly. You're about to be dismissed, and let me mention two things before we go. First off, I want to remind you that if you have a key that you may need to exchange, see Floyd Hammonds in the cafe, cafe and uh, he'll be there with the keys that you need. Also, we uh, have prayer teams will be up here near the stage to pray with you about anything at all in your life you'd like prayer for. And finally, we want to remind you to be free to give. All right, y'all stand. Let's pray. God, thank you that you care about us so much that you even speak to the subject of our thoughts. And Lord, today we're just stirred a little bit just realizing that what we think is important and what we think ultimately decides where we go decides our directions, decides our destiny. So God, this week, will you help us filter our thoughts with your word? Will you help us be willing to be open and honest to somebody to help clarify our thoughts? Will you help us this week to realize even more clearly what our purpose is, what our destiny is, what your will is for our life? Lord, thank you that you want to help us. You want to transform us by renewing our minds. Lord, renew our minds this week is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great week.